Hello and welcome to Business, Barbells and Babies. This is the podcast where we will go far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Ro Hawley and I'm going to be sharing this time with you. We're going to be jumping into the real life shit, the struggles, the challenges, the real conversations that we need to have in order to not only navigate through the industry, but thrive and make a fucking killing. Let's have some fun. Hello and welcome to episode 21. Now today it's all about coaches talk. I'm going to be getting into some details um, in regards to considerations that you as a coach, I really encourage you to be considering the stuff that's going to come and how you can incorporate it into your coaching practice and with your clients as we transition back into gyms. So I'm here in Victoria, Australia, um, and we've got like three more weeks until gyms reopen again. And I've been having a lot of conversations about this with my team and uh, of, um, of other coaches as well. And I think that it's really important for us to bring, you know, bring what we do and bring who we work with to the forefront of our minds because it's been a hugely turbulent time and there's still a bit of uneasy feeling about people returning back into gyms. So these considerations that I'm going to talk about today are really here to make sure that at the end of the day, when our clients come back into the gym, they are feeling completely nurtured in the environment that they come back into is one that's going to support them because so many people have been turned upside down, obviously, over the last two months. So the considerations today are really to make sure that we're providing like a safe cocoon for our clients and to give them what they need through their coaching practice with us and make sure it's appropriate for where they are. So first and foremost, like I just want to um, note that the considerations I'm going to talk to you about today, they're not necessarily like just for now in post-pandemic. I genuinely believe that these are things and considerations that we should be looking at all year round as a coach. Because you got to remember, like we work with human beings and without our clients, we do not have a business. We do not coach. Our clients are the backbone of our businesses. They're they're the reason that we have a career. So if we are not thinking about our clients on a regular basis and putting them at the forefront of our minds, then what the hell are we doing? Um, So yeah, there's about seven considerations that I'm going to talk to you about today. Um, And what I encourage you to do as we move through these considerations is really picture your clients in your head, Um, like picture their faces, picture their personalities and with the seven things that I talk about, really think about the information and how you can tailor that to your specific clients. Because obviously my clients are going to be different to yours and vice versa. And some of this information might fit and some of it might not. Um, But that's for you to decide. And only you can decide because you're the one that services your clients. So have your clients at the forefront of these seven considerations. Now, The first consideration that I'm going to talk about in order for us to, you know, provide a really nurturing and safe space for our clients to come back into the gym is number one, communication. Um, I think that it's so important as a coach um, and a leader to really have clear communication about what the hell is going on. Now, that can be right up until, you know, hygiene and um, social distancing practices that your gym is going to be doing. But then that's also providing communication around how you personally are going to be helping them during this transition time. So even though they might have heard so much information from their gym or 
um, if you're in a commercial space and they might have heard a lot of information from like um, restrictions being lifted from the government, like yes, they're probably going to know how many people are in the gym, what that looks like for hygiene practices. They might know all of this kind of stuff. And sometimes we can assume that, okay, cool, they've got it. And yes, they might know this information, but I think it goes a long way when you go ahead and address them because you service them as the coach. You are the leader of your community. So I think it's really important for you to address that with everyone, whether it's a message in a Facebook group that you might have with your clients, whether it's a, a group message that you send out. It's just really re like rehashing the details, um, which are important for our clients, because the more that they know, like the more, the, the safer they feel from this information, the better, because there are some people that are still feeling uneasy. Like we're all not out of this pandemic. Um, and people have, you know, really, really been rocks every left way, you know, over the last two months. So as a coach, really offer clear communication on what you are doing from a safety point of view to help transition your clients back into the gym. Communication, I also think, needs to be provided on what training will look like. So it might be saying, hey, guys, you know, over the next month, the goal and the focus over the next month is to really make sure that we transition back into the gym. Um, in a way that feels really good for you. Um, we're going to be having a look at X, Y, Z over the next month. You can expect me to be having a few conversations with you. Um, whatever you're choosing to do in your coaching practice, I think it's important to kind of set the scene of what's happening for the next month. And then once we're into the first few weeks of coaching, keep paving the way with information that's going to come for the next two and three months. Um, because Clients like control. They come to us to gain control in some area of their health and fitness. So it's it, it goes a long way to be super, super clear, okay? Because like I said, if, if they're clear on what you're doing and what the gym's doing and what they're coming to, they're just going to be able to breathe and, you know, come back to some sort of normality and get back into that space of the enjoyment that they get from training. Um, and communication can really, really help with that. Now, the second consideration that I want to look at, um, and I think this is important to come as number two before we go into some other stuff like goals and training, um, is their own personal capacity. So this consideration is all about understanding like mentally where they are at and where is their personal capacity at right now for training. So what I mean by that, um, there's the interesting thing about COVID and the last two months has, has been that like everyone has been affected in such different ways. Um, and like there's obviously like everyone's been affected, I believe, well, especially in my community, like this has been such big um, amounts of stress and uncertainty and there's just been a lot of like negative feelings associated with this time. Um, but the degree in which people have been receiving those type of emotions has been varied. And because it's been such a weird time, like if you just kind of have a blanket rule of going, all right, cool, everyone's kind of feeling like this, the way in which you coach going forward might be wildly inappropriate for one person to the next. So as a coach and with your clients, it's then just looking at every single client and considering every single client that you have and going, all right, where is her personal capacity at? Is she still really stressed out? Um, is she still working a lot of hours? Um, has her hours still been reduced because of um, considerations for her employment? Like where is she at on a mental front? Um, and 
what do I need to do now in order to best support her? So if you've got someone that's been completely kicked on their ass from COVID, obviously your coaching style with that person, you're going to take a soft approach. Like no one who's been completely torched over a pandemic for the last two months needs to come into the gym and have their ass handed to them with some sessions that are just like too brutal. So, you know, knowing that personal capacity before they come back will help you engage with your client on a in an appropriate way. You might have someone that has had a had a tough time, but the pandemic has like they've not been affected too much from it. So they might have been working from home. They might have felt a little bit of isolation, but work hasn't changed too much from there for them. Um, they've still you know, they might not see a lot of people on a regular basis. So they're not hugely affected by the lack of social interaction. And they might actually be really keen to like start setting some tangible goals again. So, you know, if you were to coach that person, it means that you're going to have to be quite direct and, and really set the scene and do some planning for them with them to show them what's going to be happening over the next one, two, three months with their training. If you were to negate that or not, not take that into account, they might come back into the gym and you're just kind of like taking a super soft approach and they're like, no man, like I really, I really want to set some structure back in. So understanding that person's personal capacity compared to the other person that was on her ass, it's a different coaching style and the, the steps you take will be quite different. So yeah, I think it's really important to just go, all right, like maybe off, um, get a piece of paper, get a journal, grab a pen, draw like a person in the middle of the page and just like brain dump all the thoughts that are coming to you about this person. So for example, pop the person in the middle, first line that comes off as a brain dump or a, like a mind mapping is going, um, she's really keen to get back into the gym. Cool. Next one, another little dot point. Um, she is a little bit stressed out from work um, and she's working a few extra hours. Next point, um, she had to postpone her powerlifting comp because it was in the middle of COVID. Um, she is, however, keen to compete again at the soonest, um, at the soonest time. Cool. Next point. Um, physically she's been training over COVID. So, um, she's in a good stage for us to start rebuilding again when she comes back to the gym. Next point. Um, she's a really goal oriented person. Next point. Um, do you know what I mean? Like you just want to get a brain dump and a mind map of this particular person. So already from like those five things, and as you can probably hear, I was literally like doing that in my head, um, right now. So I had to pre-plan that one, but those five things that kind of came up, cause I did have a person in my mind. I was thinking about one of my beautiful girls, um, her personal capacity is she's not completely on her ass. Um, she's ready to have some normality back in her life. And she was, like, even though she was upset about the comp, um, she understands the nature of powerlifting. So she's keen to get some goals going again. So her personal capacity, if we were to think like zero to a hundred, um, zero being on my ass, a hundred being I'm ready to freaking go, you know, she's probably like 70, 70 to 70 to 80% of, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm ready to go and I'm ready to train again. So knowing that about this particular person, that's going to put me in a better position to coach her. And she, you know, that's an increase in trust and rapport and engagement and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's my job as a coach is to help her get towards 
help help her progress her health and fitness goals and do it in a way that is appropriate for her. So understanding mentally where they're at for the second consideration and understanding their personal capacity. Um, and the key takeaway from that one is do a mind map, do a brain dump of your client, and then look at all the points that you've written down and start to get a bit of a theme because um, it will show a little bit of a theme around, okay, this is probably the best approach to coach her from right now. Now, the third consideration um, is a like a segue on from the second one. It's all about goals. So considering goals for your clients. Now, goals itself, the word goals is quite loaded. Um, goals can often feel like people can, um, when they're thinking about goals, right, they can often consider goals as going, okay, cool, I have to like, like I'm ready to do X, Y, Z. And they can often be really audacious goals and really big goals, And when I'm doing a lot of goal setting with clients, sometimes I won't even use the word goal setting because it can like have too much of a connotation in their head around, okay, now I have to get my shit sorted. Whereas goals around consistency and frequency um, and like goals that are a bit smaller, but equally as important, people often don't set goals like that. They often go for really big goals. Like I'm going to lift X, Y, Z, or I'm going to achieve Um, XYZ with body comp goals. So when it comes to goals with your clients, I I do think it's appropriate to do some level of goal setting with your clients as they come back into the gym post-COVID, but the way it looks is going to be determined by their personal capacity. So the first example of the girl that was like completely on her ass, you're likely not going to sit down with her face-to-face, bring out a goal setting document um, and get like a macro plan of the next three, six, 12 months and plan plan out what it's going to look like. Like that would be way too hard for this person. And I would imagine that she would be like, fucking slow down, mate. Like that is suffocating. And that is just too much. I just want to get back into the gym and I just want to move and be around the girls again. Okay. So as coaches, sometimes I think that when we think about goal setting, we we set the scene for that. Um, and we like often go way too hard, way too fast. So that's not to say that if you've got a client that is ready to go, that you couldn't step into that sort of goal setting, but you obviously need to consider where their personal capacity is at. Okay. So a different, like a a softer approach to goal setting could be like just a couple of questions. Um, Once you've determined and had a conversation around like personal capacity, it could be like, all right, well, what do you really want to achieve um, over the next month? Like, what are you, or that might actually even be too big. It could be something like, um, what are you looking forward to when you come back into the gym? And that is actually, to me, a goal setting question because that's setting the scene of what they want to achieve for the first month. And their answer might be, man, I'm just really excited to get around the girls again. And so your goals for the first month is for her to have fun, maybe have some consistency in training and hit three sessions a week and just be around the girls. And that could be the goals that you look at for the first month. You might not necessarily set them out like black and white for that particular client, but you would have conversations with her about it. And then at the end of the month, it's going, wow, look what you achieved over that particular month. So that's another way how to do goal setting just through conversation. You don't always have to have like a framework or a set of questions that are really, really like direct or action based. Um, 
or have like a macro plan of what every month is going to look like. You just need to have a look at the continuum in which you're going to approach goal setting with your clients. Um, sometimes goal setting, um, this is how I do it a lot with our community, is I'll often open conversation as a community, like in our Facebook group around goals. So just popping up some information or popping up some information or like an education piece around particular goals or what's kind of happening over the next month and then that's kind of like an open point for our coaches then to continue the conversation from there depending on how our clients receive it so you can do a number of different things you can go directly to the client and you know just ask a few questions once you've determined those few questions you can decide is it going to be a soft approach to goal setting is it going to be something that's a bit more structured because that's where they're at or is your goal setting going to be more on a group basis right now because There's a lot of people in your community that just want to get back to training. So that's your third consideration is to go goal setting. Okay, cool. I think this is important for all of our coaches, all coaches to have a look at with all of their clients. But the considerations around goals is going, well, what does goals look like for them over the next month? And what can you do as a coach to make sure, one, they are chasing goals that are appropriate for them. And two, they're getting enjoyment out of these goals. Okay. Now, the fourth consideration that I think is appropriate is looking at training considerations. So the actual physical training and what you're going to do with your clients. Um, I imagine we're going to see a lot of like people just jumping back onto barbells. Definitely not in my business. Um, It will be depending on what is appropriate for each gal. Um, But I imagine there's going to be a lot of people like jumping back into the gym hitting maybe like a couple of weeks of hypertrophy, but I, you know, I imagine there's going to be people jumping into heavy loads pretty soon on. So from a like, just being a good fucking coach, I think it's important to consider physically where are they at at, and where have they been during COVID? Because we know that, let's just think about one side first before we go down the other side. Let's just say someone's wanting to compete in a powerlifting comp. You don't go from like 50% load one week to like two weeks later going 80, 90% load with heavy doubles. Like there has to be an appropriate load, uh, appropriate progression of load in order for obviously the person to handle it from a safety point of view, from a tissue tolerance point of view. Um, it's It doesn't just happen from like one to the other in a couple of weeks. And because when we're loading, we know that that makes sense. But when we're going back into load, we also have to take that into consideration. So our clients, um, we gave all of our equipment out to our clients. So they've all had some sort of weight, whether it's a dumbbell, a kettlebell, both, a barbell, plates, bands. Um, They've actually all, um, like 80 of the girls have all had stuff. Um, but it's, you know, it's not as, it's not been as much load as what they had at HQ. Now we've had such an amazing attendance rate over COVID. Um, and I actually did a post up about it last week. So in our, in my particular business, um, our ladies over COVID, so the last 11 weeks we're coming up to now, they had 94.6% attendance. So what that means is that over all of our sessions, there's been 94.6% of our ladies attending, um, which is incredible. And prior to that, like the eight weeks prior to that, it was like 94.1%. So the attendance in which we've had while they've been working out at home has just been so, so high. And it's such a huge testament to 
the like the inner strength of our ladies to get through this time and really still invest in their health and fitness, even though it looked quite different to what it was at HQ when we were training with just whatever we could. So the transition as we go back into a gym, because they've had bands, less low, they've been doing a lot of volume, a lot of hypertrophy work. We want to make sure that when we start to create programs and transition them back into load, that it's an appropriate reload. We're not just going to go from the last week at home with bands, dumbbells, kettlebells, reps of like 10 to 12, four to five sets. We're not going to then go, okay, guys, we're doing sixes now and we're going to jump up to like 60 to 70% load. They need to have a couple of weeks, depending on where they're at, to reload back in. And then we need to see from week to week how they're pulling up. So please, I think this is a big one, is have the considerations around physically, what do they need to be safe when they come back into the gym? Um, And, you know, what have they been doing in ISO? So if there's been some of your clients that have not been training, um, like haven't been training during ISO, and they're used to handling a bit more load, like they're obviously going to have to go through a bit of a rebuild, and they might not like that. Um, and likewise, even though like our ladies very much respect what we do from a coaching standpoint, we are very, we share a lot of information with them, like in our coaching sessions from, from week to week. So we'll always explain what we're doing, why we're doing it, how it's relevant to their goals, um, what to expect, all that kind of stuff. So when, when we come back into the gym, we have to make sure that that's what we're doing. We're really explaining to them the meaning behind it, the why behind it, because I think that when you do that, it really allows your clients to understand and, and get it one, get a buy-in and two, consistently follow through because they understand. Um, I do know that there's probably going to be some people that want to just rear onto a barbell. Like a lot of people that didn't get a barbell really, really miss it. And it might be appropriate for them to transition back onto a really light barbell, um, depending on the training that they've done on ISO and it's been really consistent. But, you know, we're not going to load someone when it's not appropriate. We're not going to put them on a barbell when it's not appropriate. And from a coaching point of view, if you explain to your clients the decisions that you're making for them, and why you believe that is best for what you're doing. I genuinely believe if you stand your ground and you're able to explain to them and articulate what you're doing, like my clients very much respect that. Um, And I hope that your clients would too. Um, But I think it's really important for you as a coach to be like upping your A game with articulation and explanation during this time. Um, There might be people that just want to break the rules a bit and that's cool, but not not in my house. Um, because at the end of the day, the safety for my clients is at the top of my mind and they need to be safe. I The last thing that I want anyone to do is have to take time off training and it doesn't have to be like that. So really making sure that your training considerations for point number four is please take into account what they've been doing through isolation um, and make sure that as they transition back into the gym, that it's safe, that you know it's an appropriate reload, that... Um, considerations of tissue tolerance and movement patterns, um, taking into account extra hours they might be doing at work or recovery or whatever it might be. It's looking at everything. Um, So yeah, we want our clients to be safe and come back into the gym and just feel like, oh, I'm home and and have fun training again. So number five, um, stress, life stress. With consideration number five, I think it's really, really important to still understand 
that yes, gyms might be reopening and yes, restrictions have been lifted for a lot of stuff and they're still, you know, continuing to be eased. But it's like, that's not just it. It doesn't just go restrictions are lifted and hey, life is back to normal. Um, People are still going to have a lot of stress under their belt and still going to be keeping a fair bit in. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, they might still be working doubly hard. They might feel very anxious over from the time over the last two months. Um, they might still have some people working from home. There might just be so many things that are still happening, even though restrictions are getting lifted. And we need to understand how that's taking its toll and how that's impacting our clients, because it's just going to, it's going to impact their personal capacity that we talked about. It's going to impact how you do goal setting with them. It's, it's very much going to impact how you load them. If they're really stressed out that they might not be sleeping as well. They might not then obviously be recovering as well. And then that means that your training and your program that you give to them, gosh, you need to take that into account. So number five is just understanding and putting yourself in their shoes and maybe, you know, just maybe doing another brainstorm again, going, what are the stresses that my client's facing right now? Um, because that's going to dictate where you go with your client on all avenues. Now, number six Um, consideration number six is what makes them happy in a training point, like in a training point of view. Um, what do they like about training prior to COVID and what are, what are they want to, what does happiness look like for them as they transition back in? Does happiness look like having your mates around when you're just lifting? Does happiness look like shit talking between sets? Like does happiness look like, them coming to a conditioning session on a Saturday, which is what we do, and just like music up loud, sweating it out, just fucking going with it and dancing in between. Whatever happiness is for them, whether it's consistency, that might that might produce happiness in someone. Whether happiness is having some real tangible steps with goals going forward. Like you need to understand what it is that they got from training and what did they what do they get from training as a whole with you? And man, we got to build that into their, their training practice now. We've got to build that into their programs. So what that means is like, let's just say what brings them happiness is having people around them when they're training and having that social aspect as well. Then if you've got four sets to complete on your A series and they're not getting four sets done because they're having a bit of a chit chat, then that's fucking cool. Like drop the volume, let them do three sets, do whatever to also allow to allow you to incorporate those happiness factors because they're going to get so much more out of their training and they're going to be able to breathe and and just feel like they're in an environment that is so suitable and that's really supporting them during this time as we all come back. Um, and that's a big one for us as a community and a business owner. Like what brings them happiness? We're always thinking about that because our goal, and we literally had a meeting about this on Thursday last week, is our goal when our ladies come into our facility is for them to come in and leave with a fucking smile on their face. That is the number one thing that we do at HQ. And if that means that they're shit talking or turning some bangers up or doing whatever, then we're going to do everything in our power to make that happen and set the scene for them to get that enjoyment factor. Okay, now the last thing I'm going to, the last consideration, (coughs) excuse me, is working with your client. Now, what this means is that it, it depends on the client, right? So working with your client will really take into account their personality, um, 
like their training age, their experience. But I think it's important to bring your client into the process of like um, goal setting or pro um, writing a program or looking at like a macro plan for the next six months. Really work with your client instead of just going, this is your program, this is what you're doing. There's so much power in bringing your clients on like the thought the thought patterns and along the journey as you go ahead and, and help like as you go ahead and get these things determined for them. Now, this is going to be different from person to person, depending on what they're like as a person in general. So let's just say you've got someone that doesn't have a big training age, right? Like they might've just been starting their, their strength journey with you. Um, they kind of don't know what they're capable of. They don't know what they don't know. Like it's all just unraveling and they're figuring things out along the way because it's all a new terrain for them. Obviously, like the capacity in which you work with that particular client, like you're not going to ask them what they want for a lot of things because they simply don't know. And it can be kind of confusing and they can they can get frustrated sometimes. So even though I'm saying work with your client, you might take that from a more direct approach. So what you could do is you could offer them options. So for example, um, their training program, you could be like, all right, I've got a couple of options that we're going to have a look at that I think is really going to one, support your goals. And two, I think you're actually going to enjoy. And I just want to hear your thoughts about it. And then present option one and option two in terms of like a program, right? So you're being quite direct with the two different options that you're giving, but you're still bringing them in along, along the journey. Um, and I think that's really cool to do. And I think clients just really go, okay, wow, I'm, I don't just get steamrolled. Um, but at the end of the day, you're likely going to have to make that final decision um, along with what they kind of tell you and the information they give you because they are new and they need a bit more guidance. But you might have someone that's got a larger training age. Um, they might have been training for a while, obviously, and they have got some really specific goals. Then what you might be doing is being quite direct with them and bringing them in along the process. It could be something like, okay, awesome. I know that prior to COVID, you want to wanted to um, squat 160 kilos. Obviously, we were looking to go ahead and compete at nationals this year, but that had to be put on hold Um well, that might have to be put on hold because of what was happening with COVID. I actually think that when we come back to the gym, you know, we probably still can work towards something like that towards the end of the year. Um, so, you know, I, I think that we still can have that goal on the radar, but what that's going to look like is for the first month, it's very much going to be a reload. The second month, your second phase, I really think we'll continue a little bit of hypertrophy work and then we'll start to push into sixes. Um, what are your thoughts on that? So can you see in that example that I'm being way more direct, um, but like I'm laying out, like I'm laying out what I feel is the best approach for this particular person, but then I'm going, what do you think? And let's go ahead and have a conversation about that. So people that have got a training age and have got some really specific goals, they come to us because we're a coach and that's our job. Like they're coming to us for us, for, for, for us to help them get from point A to point B. So I think it's also important to lay out what you believe is best for them as a coach, but then 110% bring them in, do a spitball back and forward with thoughts, change the plan as appropriate, and, you know, like bring them in on it from there on in. Um, so just really with working with your client, give people options, paint the pictures for them, depending on how 
decisive your client is or how new your client is will obviously determine how you approach that conversation, the tone in which you deliver it, um, and also whether you make the final decision or not. At the end of the day, like people still come to us because we're a coach, they pay us money for our services to help them get to that point A to point B. But I think there's just so much power in working together with your client. So I think, I I hope those seven factors made sense and those considerations made sense. Um, This is how I coach 24-7. The biggest ones that I think is important to just be on our radar right now is number one, so clear communication. Number two, number three. So number two is all about like understanding their personal capacity and then number three, goals. So I think those first three points are so important during this time and just really like start slow, don't go too hard during this time, right? Because it's it's been shit and you can always rev up, like you can always rev up in a couple of weeks if they're, if they're ready to go and they're responding really, really well. But there's nothing worse than someone going too hard and you're just like, what the fuck, man? Like you don't even understand me. So start small and then kind of load from there. Well, I hope that gave you something to think about um, and I'm fucking excited to get back into a gym. So June the 22nd, it's now the 31st of May here um, and, you know, we're three weeks out from reopening again and conversation with my coaches and my staff is all about, you know, having these questions, having these um, conversations with our clients and making sure that our programs are appropriate the gym is set up appropriate. The bangers are fucking appropriate. Everything. Um, so yeah, I hope that made sense. I hope that gave you something to look at and explore. And I will talk with you next week. Bye guys. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you got some good stuff out of this episode and you're ready to take the learnings and apply it to your own business. If you want to get in contact with me, send me a message through Instagram or send me an email, Rasheen H on Instagram or Rasheen at barbellbabesbrigade.com.au. Speak with you soon. Okay, bye.